Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. We're so glad that you've joined us for our 39th podcast. 39. 39. Melissa was 39 uh, on July 29th. Yes. Yeah. And then the next day she turned 40. <laughs> Why do we have to keep bringing that up? Yeah. But uh, you're, you are a beautiful 40-year-old woman. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, you were beautiful at 39, too. <laughs> Lovely at all stages and walks and seasons of life. Thank you. But anyway, it's good to be back on the podcast. Um, we keep intending to do this weekly. But you know what's happening? Life, life. life is just getting in the way. Life just, just gets just, in the way. You know, you know what happened? Life happened. <laughs> you know, this beautiful mess of life. <laughs> It's just beautiful, messy. I just love doing life with you. You know, we're just doing life, and it keeps happening, and live, laugh, love. So. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, you know, school has started, and so I feel like it's going to help us get back into our routine. Yeah, so this is great. Uh, you know, we're recording this relatively early in the night. Yeah. Instead of staying up late and being really sleepy. Because all the kids, the kids are going are bed, to bed early. Bedtime. Yeah. Nice. The kids are going to bed early. They're all in school now. That was a big... So we've we've cr- crossed uh, one of those milestone moments. Is yeah. that the way you'd say that? So we've hit a milestone moment where, you know, we were um, since 2005... We've had a child at home. Yeah. Sometimes more than one. Yeah. Melissa stays home and is a Melissa's a homemaker, and so she stays home with the children. And there's been a child in the house following her around, keeping her company for twelve years. Yeah. And that all ended last Wednesday, when our little one went to kindergarten. Yes. And so I don't know who's cried more. Have you cried more or has she cried more at this point? Well, she hasn't cried very much. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, uh, it's tough. It's hard. You know, today she didn't want to go to school um, before she got there. I think when she got there, she cheered up. Yeah. But when you've gone for um, five, your whole life, except for four four days of it, being able just to get up and do whatever you want. It's hard to be put in that mold by the man. Yeah. You know, they're like, come to work, sit down at your desk, uh, get out your pencils, get out your Play-Doh, make your name with your Play-Doh, get to work, y'all, put your name tag on. She hasn't been doing it. She's been getting up and saying, what do I want to do today? Do I want to watch a Barbie movie? Maybe Bubble Guppies? You know, like her decision, what am I going to do? I want to just go ahead and do Ritz crackers for breakfast. Maybe, maybe I'll do goldfish. You know, sometimes I do feed her real breakfast. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, her her life choice. Do I want to sit on the? Do I want to sit here at this little table, um, my little card table, and and eat my peaches and goldfish, or do I want to just lay around on the couch all day with Mama? Oh, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're so oh, funny. Snuck that one in there. So, um. But, well, you know, I texted your mom today and told her that. Because she had texted me and asked if Emerald was still loving school. And I said, well, she was until this morning. And she cried before school. And your mom texted back 
it's hard to make good decisions all day long. It's stressful. That's true. And Emerald is really, I mean, she wants to be on the right color. You know how they have color levels in kindergarten. You want to stay on green. You don't want to drop down to red. And if you're really, really going above and beyond and you get on purple. Why well, is it purple? She really How is feels purple like, such a good color? You know, I've been... It should be blue. I've been... um. I've been somewhat surprised at how she really wants to be on purple all the time. I mean, she wants mm-hmm. to go above and beyond. She she wants to be top notch on the color chart. Mm-hmm. So you think it's bothering her all day that she's just there on green? Yeah. And today <laughs> I was trying to tell her, you know, well, today she got on purple and it was a huge deal. Because when you get on purple, you get to choose out of this little reward jar. So... Anyway, but she said, I bet I'll get on purple again tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, well, you can't get on purple every day. Yeah. But I said, if you're on green, then, you know, we're all happy with that. You just need mm-hmm. to be, be on green. That's really good. Yeah. But isn't that funny? Because I wouldn't have pegged her as the kind of child that was going to put that sort of pressure on herself. <laughs> I really would never have either. It must be really stressing her out. I yeah. think it bothered her that somebody else made it to purple before she did. Yes, it did. That might have been why she didn't go, want to go to school. Yeah. But, you know, how it is when you have a little mind. But, you know, sit at your desk, get to work, it starts now, never ends. But can I just say, y'all, all of you who live in big cities and send your babies to school mm-hmm. and they disappear in that huge building and you have no idea what happens all day. Move to a small town. Yeah. If you can if you can figure out a way to get out here to real America, you should try it. Because so today it's awesome. I sent Emerald to school crying. And then I, I sat around here for a couple of hours and I was thinking, oh, man, I wonder how she's doing. And I immediately had five people I could text who were probably in the school building who could tell me how she's doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I ended up just texting her precious teacher that I love. And her teacher sent me two pictures of Emerald doing her Play-Doh, you know. And mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, everything's fine. She's fine. Which I knew she was, but it helped me a lot to see it. But you can only do that in a small town, y'all. It is the life, I'm telling yeah. you. We love living here. So the kids are all in school. Adelaide's now in the seventh grade, which that's uh, that really, in Texas in school, seventh grade is when you start really being in athletics and you can do some, you know, more school activities. Yeah. You know, so it's it's like really, I think of seventh grade as junior high. And sixth grade is just kind of a warm up, you know. Right. So she's she's the real deal now. So she's eligible for athletics, and and so because of that, uh, and and for some other things, I've taken sort of an interest in the. Are you going to say something else? No, I was just going to say. She was making a hand motion at me. Yeah, but you're not very subtle about these things that we could communicate about without talking in the microphone. No, I'm not. (laughs) So anyway, I don't know what you were motioning about, but so I I have taken an interest in the athletic program at the school. And I've thought as a church, you know, there seems to be lots of ways that we can help with, you know, the athletic program, supporting the kids, um, going to games, because I think 
as a church leader, and maybe that you're a church leader and you're listening, everybody wants to reach young people. Everybody wants to reach young families. But you have to, you know, you really do have to find find out where they are and go there. So I thought, well, this year our church is really going to, you know, now that I've got a seventh grader and maybe I'm sort of uh, in that group a little bit more, I feel a little more connected to the that part of the school. And so I thought, we'll just help out. Well, one thing led to another, and I wound up being the president of the Booster Club. Yeah. You know? like in some, I Mr. Know, president. Yeah, I'm the president of the Booster Club now. So, you know, in some circles, that's a really big deal, to be the president of the Booster Club. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a mafia-type position. Big time. Yeah, you're big time when you're—I mean, boosters are the guys that are always getting in trouble, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're paying players. <laughs> giving them cars to use like it's always the booster club you know especially yeah. at the collegiate level the booster club guys are always getting interested so somehow com- i don't think that's going to happen here no 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 that's uh that's a far cry um from the way the booster club mainly what i've realized is the booster clubs selling nachos hamburgers hot dogs popcorn uh, giant pickles you know that you gotta have that, or you're not a legitimate <laughs> booster club concession stand. If you I don't know. have the giant, but you know when I was growing up, the giant pickles were not in. Um, they weren't in bags. No, they were wrapped in some kind of tissue paper. Remember Something that? like that, but they were in a giant jar, or like a plastic, yeah, or even a glass jar of other giant pickles. And now they've come in. Probably more sanitary bags of vinegar. Packages. But yeah. that seems really messy. Yeah. It's so, I mean, it looks gross to me. Have you, when, how long has it been since you, have you ever had a giant pickle? I've never had a giant pickle. And I like pickles, but that's a little bit too much for me. I think I've had them before. Have you ever had a pickle snow cone? Yes, I tried one. And? Disgusting. Ah, uh, that's what I thought. I mean, well, how would that ever be good? I don't know. Yeah. It's terrible. But this year, I'm going to try a giant pickle. Really? Yeah, I'm going to do that for the team. Bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> giant pickle. I've always wanted to eat one of these <laughs> in the bag. Get me a giant pickle. Yeah, so. Oh, uh, are y'all going to have Frito chili pie? I don't think they do that, but maybe they do. I don't know. I, haven't, I don't usually buy things from concession stands except popcorn. Cause no, if, they if used to do it popcorn, where they would just put the bag of chips in the little boat and then they would cut it open with scissors right. and pour the chili, pour the chili in there. and the cheese on top of it oh yeah that's pretty easy yeah no but i'm i love popcorn so the thing i buy at a concession stand is popcorn mm. that's just my jam but this year branching out and giant pickle the other thing they have there is they have i don't know if they're the little they're like sour bands or sour it's like a fruit roll-up, but it's sour. Yeah. What is that sour called? Sour belt. A sour... Sour belts, yeah. It's called a sour belt? Yeah, I think so. And then you have the sour straw. Right. Those are big sellers. Oh, yeah. With some other candy that they sell there, I think. That's always what our kids go for. Yeah, and I think, you got all this awesome stuff. Why would you get that? There's chocolate. All that is is sour corn, right? <laughs> like, all candy... It went, like, I guess candy really lost the allure for me. When I realized all it is, is just corn. Well, I think Skittles. I think most people are the types that either like gummy candy or they don't. It's gross. See, I like gummy candy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think it's good. It doesn't fill you up. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for you. What does it do for you? I don't know. It's just delightful. 
I'd much rather eat peanuts. You are being a super judger. <laughs> yeah, I am. I I really do have. I mean, if I I have I don't know. Have you ever seen an adult eating gummy bears? Do they do that? Does that do adult yeah. adults eat gummy bears? Yeah. They buy them. See, I would be embarrassed. Listen, I'm going to tell you something that's going to shock you. All right. Melody Rogers. No. Her favorite candy is sour gummy worms. That's really good to know. Yeah. But weird in a special way. Yeah. Okay. And she's a very competent adult. Yeah. Yeah, no. I am. I'm, I guess I am being a super judger. You are. Okay. Well, now you know. Now I know. But I don't like that kind of candy. Yeah. Not that anyone cares what I like. Well, you like old man candy. Bit of honey. You want to get a real candy, get you a bit of honey. Starlight mints. How long does a gummy bear last? Let's be honest. Um, oh, oh Henry. Do you like that one? <laughs> What's you a probably bit? would. Not like Valamilk, though. Or is that what they're called? Valamilk? <laughs> Remember those, yeah. like, those things that we get at the... <laughs> That's gross. So, 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 you know, whenever we lived at Eastland... Uh, so I had this really, you know, I've had, I guess if I was going to describe my life in one word, what what, what word would you use to describe my life? <laughs> if I was going to use one word to describe mm. yours, I would say lucky that you're with me. But what would be the one <laughs> word that you would use to describe my life? Um, one word to describe your life? That's such an assignment. Yeah. One word to describe. You can change your mind if you want to later. Your life. One word to describe my life thus far. Um, I need three. Okay, what are the three words? Attention deficit disorder. disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really it? I can't focus. No, I don't know. What what word would you use? Charmed. Charmed. I mean, and I don't mean that in a, in a theological sense or anything. I'm not like a wizard, but um, it's it's been a great. Like all the all these things I've ever wanted to do, I've done them, you know. Well, you haven't eaten a giant pickle, so there's got to <laughs> be more. I've done that before. Like... It's just been a while. <laughs> like I've forgotten how awesome it is, you know. Like yeah. half. It's like when you go to Taco Bell and you're like, I haven't been here in a long time, and then you get it and you're like, this is awesome, and then you eat it a few more times, and then you're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back when I was uh, practicing law. They, you know, we lived in this town that had a drugstore that had the counter where you could go sit at the counter, and they yes. would make you a, they would make you a, what do they call the thing? What they, what they put the, they put malt. The, well, they made malts, but they also had something else, like a soda. They called it a soda. They made you a soda, and it was sort of a bubbly drink, you know, that had like soda. Yeah, but it wasn't. But it wasn't like a like it was like a chocolate soda. It was. It was different. It was weird. Like I'd never had anything like it. It was okay. I didn't. I would rather have a diet. Uh, di- well, back then I would have had regular Coke. Now I'd rather have a Coke Zero. You know what I like to get there? I like to get a chicken salad sandwich. Yes. And a strawberry malt. Okay. So I, when I would go, I would walk down there, and these two ladies would be working down there, and I would always get the chicken salad sandwich, and they would wrap it up. Remember how they wrapped it up? Yeah. In wax paper. Yeah. And put a staple in it put two of them in a bag and sent me back to my office with it. And um, and then I would think, mm, I need something sweet. I need something for my sweet tooth. <laughs> and all the candies are there, you know. But they had these, I think, are they called, are they called Valamilk? Is I that what it's so, called? Yeah. A Valamilk? Valamilk. And it, it's sort of a, a marshmallowy, gooey 
It's kind of like a runny marshmallow. It's weird because you take a bite of it and you pull it out and it just like trails, you know. Ew. It's crazy candy. But I did like those. But I like, but bit of honey. So say, you eat a gummy bear. You know, I like to eat candy that lasts a long time. Like part of my candy eating is I want to put it in my mouth and I want to be able to just let it go. Like, you know, like a starlight mint. See how long you can keep it in your mouth without crunching it. Mm. A bit of honey, those kind of candies. You can make them last a long time, get your money's worth. I see. Gummy bears, I don't think you can do that. It's just corn. What's your favorite candy of all time? My favorite candy of all time. That's hard. But the one that I've probably eaten the most then, I mean, that would be a good way to say it, right? The candy that you've, that I've had the most of is a payday candy bar. Old man candy. That's old man. That is straight up old man candy. I love paydays. My favorite of all time, peanut butter Twix. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. Yeah, I, when I was a senior in high school, I put on like 15 pounds eating those. <laughs> <laughs> I would go get a peanut butter Twix and a purple, I mean a grape crush mm, that sounds after good. school for a snack. Did you ever like a Kit Kat bar? I could take them or leave them. Yeah, I like a Kit Kat bar. I liked Kit Kats. So. You just like the theme song. Give me a break. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great commercial. Yeah. Isn't it funny how we're driving with the kids in Wichita Falls, and they see like Hamilton Bryant and they sing the song like mm-hmm. they like all these all these places they know the jingles. <laughs> you think that that's how you should know if it's a that's how you could tell if it's a good jingle. What's that Hamilton Bryant song? It's like Hamilton our, Bryant. Our style, your tradition, Hamilton so, Bryant. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> 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 and they all three sing it when we go by. <laughs> oh man, that's good. No, but I'm excited about the uh, about the concession stand. You know what you've been loving about school starting? Everybody has to do get up early in the morning. Everybody's getting up. I've mm-hmm. gotten up at six o'clock every morning that school has started, and all the kids are up, and we're all getting dressed and everything you just you're eating it up i can tell you're so chipper every morning yeah i'm just happy that we're all up and you can make noise in the morning now because when we had the one that was staying at home we were all tiptoeing around i hate that get up (laughs) like i should not have if you're sleeping and i'm awake that's your problem (laughs) it's not my problem you've never had respect for sleep no we don't respect sleepers yes well you do you do. do you do i don't worry about it that's one that's one of the things of our marriage that will frustrate me to the grave. You know what I'm talking about? What you do? What? The sighing. The sighing? I don't and I don't even know if you're doing it on purpose. I think you are. I've felt that way for years. When do I sigh? So I get out I so it's like, you know, certain days I get up really a lot earlier, maybe than I even need to. Like on Sunday mornings. Now, I've tried to let myself sleep a little bit later on Sunday mornings recently because I feel better when I'm preaching if I sleep more. <laughs> so usually I would get up and I'd be like, I got to get up really early and just go sit there at like 6.30 in the morning, just sit there for an hour and just think about my sermon, you know, look over it, make changes and read it and all that. And then I realized that if I slept that hour and I, that I was just, you know, I, I did a better job in the pulpit, mm. you know, I thought clearer and all that. 
But I still get up early on Sunday mornings, or the Melissa does. And other days, you know, if I'm getting up early. And then, so I go into the bathroom, take my shower, and then maybe I forgot, oh, I didn't grab my belt. I didn't grab my belt. It's in the closet. So I have to open the door from the bathroom, go into the bedroom, and then that's when it starts. Every time I make noise, I every time do I open, that. you totally do that. You've done it for years. No joke. You don't know you're doing that. I'm not doing that on purpose. <laughs> you do scare me whenever I. You, it's like I wake up from a dead sleep because that door is so noisy to our bathroom, and you swing it open like you're busting into a saloon <laughs> to catch a bad guy. <laughs> I'm here for my belt. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe I'm going <gasps> and waking up. No, no, it's more like this. <sighs> that is not what I do. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It's like you're just registering your disapproval. Like, could you not have just taken everything in there with you last night when you were putting it all up? Well, you do a lot of annoying things. Like whenever we have a day to sleep in, like a Saturday, somehow your alarm is set for six. I know. So I do sigh whenever your alarm goes off. Oh, you do. You sigh with the best of them. (laughs) (sighs) Go turn that off. Yeah, and it's always across the house. Or it's like in the kitchen making tons of noise. (laughs) And I come in here tiptoeing. I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to wake the kids up. And they're like, sorry, he's already in there playing video games or something. I don't know. Oh, man, what a life. But a charmed life. Charmed life. (laughs) I've always had a charm life. I've just been able to do these these amazing things that I've, that I've wanted to do. You know what I think whenever school starts up again and the kids are, you know, they've got these things to do they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. They've got to go run a mile. They've got to go this and that. I always think, my goodness, I'm glad I'm not in school anymore. Life is so much better I when you're not in school. And, I, and I, I've always thought about my life. I can't think of a time where where I went from one thing to another and it got worse. Like that's the great thing about getting older. I think if maybe not for everybody. I think some people just, it doesn't work out that way. But in our life so far, everything has gotten better. Yeah. So you can tell the kids, well, you know, I don't know how to, I can't guarantee you that your life will always get better. Try to make good decisions and it will get easier. Yeah. You know, life doesn't get harder, I guess. Maybe it does at some point. Well, it's, it's hard in a different way. Yeah, yeah. But at least you don't have to go do algebra every day anymore. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to go into a stinky locker room every day. Right. Yeah. You don't have to open a locker. Yeah. I always you, had the hardest time. You don't have to time. carry a 30-pound backpack around. Mm. Or do homework. Life is good. Yeah. We are educated. It's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's good to be out of school. It is. Uh, did, did you, when you were in, in school, did you have to open the, did you have the little locks, the little combination locks for your lockers no our our lockers didn't have locks they were just kind of like cabinets they have doors on them they were wooden lockers like from the 50s way back yeah they were just cabinets basically down aligning the halls that were shaped like lockers okay and then when when then they built onto our high school and we had regular lockers but they didn't have locks either Hmm. well how did y'all keep people from stealing your drugs (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, that wasn't an issue. Because you didn't have an expectation of privacy there. I don't think we did either. I think they would bring the dogs in, mm. sniff the lock. There was dogs all the time going up and down the lockers really? when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. We had two completely different high school experiences. Totally. So speaking of first day of school, you, you kind of mentioned we might want to talk about some first day of school memories. Did you think of something? No, but I thought, you know, we'd like to hear yours. Well, I don't, I, I don't really remember a lot of first day of school memories, except there's one that is always fresh on my mind because it was such a horrific day, <laughs> my first day of ninth grade, mm. which, you know, I went to a tiny high school. There were 27 kids in my grade. Amazing. And um, the first day of high school, I walked into the school and my lockers were way on the other end of the school building. So I had to walk through all the senior, junior, sophomore mm. lockers to get to the freshman lockers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've told this story before on here. What if I have? No one remembers it. Yeah, you don't even remember it. No. I mean, they're all sighing right now if they do remember it. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I can't believe she's telling the that. The locker story. <laughs> Again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So who cares? There were two elements. There were two elements of the day that were humiliating. One was I had this adorable little outfit that I had bought for the first day of school. And when I got to school, another girl had on the same top only with a mini skirt no. instead of the stirrup pants. No. Which is what I was wearing. That is the worst thing that could have happened. Yeah, and she was really, really pretty and popular and she looked so much better in it than I did. Mm, who wore it best? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm feeling it. It was now. definitely her. Ginger was her name even. Even her name was Ginger. Mm. And my and my name's Melissa. Yeah, and you are Ginger. You have the wrong name. Yes. (laughs) But the really embarrassing part was right as I was passing through this crowd of senior boys who were just standing around, you know. Let me guess. You had your shirt tucked in. Being cool. You had your shirt tucked into your underwear? No, thank goodness. You had the, the toilet paper on your shoe? No. Okay. A good guess. Um, so there was this very, very, very slight <laughs> incline that was going down. Is that a decline? <laughs> and it was those slick tile floors, you know, that they have in schools. Oh, wow. And I feel what's about to happen here. So you know that the way that I um, reacted to boys that I thought were cute was that I strictly ignored their existence mm-hmm. as you experienced in college. Mm, as I experienced daily. <laughs> and so I, w- I, I put my chin in the air and I was strutting past those boys, not looking at them, ignoring their existence. And right as I got right in the middle of the patch of those boys... My foot slipped on that little decline there on the tile. And I did not fall, but I definitely Look. slid around. My arms were flailing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they all laughed like it was the funniest thing they had ever uh, seen. 
And so I just kept walking, head held high. And I got down to the lockers and, and Ginger cried. was wearing my outfit better than I was. And I, and actually it was pretty fitting, a pretty fitting first day for the rest of my high school experience. Uh -huh. That's about how the whole so thing went. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm trying to remember any, I, I don't remember a single first day of school. I mean, we got on the bus. I went to school, had new class, new teachers, but I don't remember anything. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if there, anything stands out to me about going to school. Yeah. I do remember there was a time, I guess I have one memory of the first day of school, is uh, Jackson and I were hanging out. And so really, what you know what made the first day of school really easy for me in high school was, and we didn't go to till 10th grade was high school for us is that we would have summer band and so everybody that was new to the school got eased in by coming to summer band right. and so then you felt like yeah I'm already part of this club you know and so you felt cool already right. even though you were not cool because you were in the band <laughs> <laughs> it was over the very like we were deluded in our minds we thought yeah we're we're awesome well you had a you had your thing we had our thing, had a yeah, thing. yeah yeah the you only people that had less of a thing than us were like choir, because they just sang and they couldn't play anything, unless you were in show choir, and then everyone thought <gasps> you were awesome. You had a show choir? Yeah, and they were awesome. They danced. fun. They danced. Why didn't you do show choir? A lot of jazz hands. Back then, I was a different guy. Yeah. Yeah, I was shy, and... Uh, I wish we had a show choir. We don't even have a choir here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but go on. So anyway... So that kind of helped, you know, ease us into school. But then the first day of school would happen, and, and our, on this particular day, Jackson was there, and we were walking around the hall, and the bell rang, and it was time to go to, we were in the education building, and the, the, the bell rang, and he said, where are you going? I said, well, you know, I've got this class, I've got uh, world geography. He said, all right, I'll just go in there with you. And I said, is that your class? <laughs> So he goes in and sits down. Oh my goodness! <laughs> he goes and sits down behind me. And we like talked for a little bit, and the you know turned around. The teacher starts introducing herself, and she was a neat lady. You know, she was she was very pretty, and she was very professional. And she was telling us about how she loved geography and talking about different aspects of world history and, and incorporating those into geography. And so Jackson just sitting there in this class, you know, like his class, whatever class he was supposed to be in was also going on the same way, but he was just hanging out with me. So she says, well, let me go ahead and take roll since it's first day and get to know you. And uh, she calls the roll and she says, there anyone, anyone who, whose name I did not call? And Jackson raises his hand. And she said, um, what, what's your name? And he said, my name is Tyrone. <laughs> so that's what he always <laughs> told people. <laughs> like you already had a really cool name. It was like, you're, you're, you're <laughs> He already had a great name. My name is Jackson. Would have been good. But he had come up with this, like, alter ego of Tyrone. He's, uh, my name's Tyrone. And she was like, you're not supposed to be in this class. And he's like, oh, you're right, or something like that. And he got up and walked out. And it was like, she was like, what in the world was that? Oh, my that was goodness. A good, and then he, I think he did have all the ladies in the cafeteria convinced that his name was Tyrone. And they would call him that. Hi, Tyrone. Do you want do you you want gravy on those French fries? 
<laughs> I went to junior high. You know, they had the weirdest food in junior high. Like, it all was put on French fries. But they would be like, I need a, uh, I need the French fry basket with gravy and jelly and cheese. <laughs> you know, You can't imagine what these kids were eating. They, they were, were just putting toppings on French fries? Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird way that the, the lunch was set up in the HEB where I went to school. You had two lines. You okay. had this, the, like the... The regular lunch line. And then what was the other one? It was called the a la carte. Oh, a la carte. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that was French. So, I mean, <laughs> you could either go like just regular old stuff that you had in elementary, or you could go to this French restaurant that they, where they put all the weird stuff on the French fries. <laughs> Maybe that's why it was all French fries. <laughs> they, so, kept, they kept with the theme. So the kids were just eating French fries for lunch every day? Like every day. It was like this big basket of French fries, and then we just loaded up with all the stuff that did not go together. So I, I thought, well, that's the way to go. You know, go a la carte. Get the, you can get steak, a steak finger basket, but it was like four bucks. Mm. Well, then one day I wised up and I went to the other line. And I, and I went through the line and they were giving away like pizza and corn. That's always the weird mixture. <laughs> yeah. Like there was pizza and then there was corn. You could get a milk and a tea and they gave you a roll. They gave you tons, they filled the whole plate up with food. And you got down to their end, they're like, that'll be a dollar fifteen. It's like, what? <laughs> Give me two of these. <laughs> I was really hungry. So from I learned that in junior high. Don't go to a la carte line. Go to regular lunch line. And you can get a lot of food. And a milk and a tea. And chocolate milk's like a dessert. So extra dessert. Wow, you really... I worked the system. You really knew how to work it. No. <laughs> well, that's am that's I, um... all I remember about school. Oh, I do remember also in school... Um, I don't know if this is a first day memory, but my skin broke out and really pretty badly, like maybe before eighth grade. So I had all these pimples on my on my cheeks, you know. And uh, some uh, dermatologist or something, somebody had said to me, "Look, the way to fix your face, you know, um, is to wash it," <laughs> <laughs> which I probably wasn't doing at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't even wash my feet until I got married. Yeah. But just a lack of information. <laughs> I thought they were supposed to smell like that. This I mean, is why men need wives. I, it's true. So anyway, uh, so there's like, you got to wash your face. That'll make the pimples go away. So I thought, well, I'm going to do that. And it worked. A truly, that and a lot of Retin-A cleared up my skin. <laughs> <laughs> but, the thing that re- but the thing that worked better than the Retin-A was just washing my face in, at lunch. But the problem was, at school, there was no soap. And I was too stupid to bring any. <laughs> like, it never dawned on me, like, hey, put a bar in your backpack. <laughs> I did not mind. I mean, it's, I was so dumb. So what did you wash your face with? They had powdered soap. Have you ever had that? It was you like, washed your face with that with pink powdered like soap? Us, like, um, um, kind of like, you know, powdered uh, laundry detergent. I've used that before. Yeah. Yeah. And I would wash. I would get it wet, and I would put it put it on my face, and then I would dry it off with um, those brown. I wonder that cluttered your paper skin. Towel. That probably like drained every ounce of moisture out of your oh, face. Oh boy, I was dry. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was that was my habit then from from uh, well, junior high on. Okay, you just made me remember something about my um, cafeteria in elementary school. So 
I don't know if this was just a small town thing. You can tell me if I don't know that this would be totally normal. But whenever we went to go put our trays up after we ate lunch, you would go up to this. There was this. Like a dude standing there? No, there was this wooden cabinet that someone in town had built. And in the wooden cabinet, they had dropped two, (laughs) like, Huge, you know those huge paint um, buckets? Yeah. That all the paint comes in? Mm -hmm. They had dropped two of those in there. And then whenever you came up to put up your tray, you would stick your tray down in the bucket and you would hit it on both sides of the bucket. (laughs) So your food would come off your tray into the bucket. Uh And then you would hand your tray over. Did y'all do that? No, but we didn't have... We we weren't also feeding hogs on campus or something. <laughs> like they were making, they had a slop bucket. We had slop buckets. <laughs> <laughs> you would stick. They were. It was just the right size where your tray would fit in there. You would stick your tray in there yeah. and go. Tick, 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 now they're all freaking out in Gorman right now. They're hearing this, and they're like, "Oh no, she's talking about it. No one is supposed to know about the ogre." <laughs> <laughs> He lives under the bleachers in the gym. We appease him with a bucket of slop every day. <laughs> oh, the slop ogre. The slop buckets. The slop buckets. I, That's fun. I bet they don't do that now. I'm sure they have a better system. Probably some rule against that now. But isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. I had forgotten all about that. Yeah. I said that. The, the, y'all's champion hogs there in the 4-H program. Yeah. Yeah. They were getting a real treat every day. Yeah, they're like, we're, we're the, they go to the, the, the uh, uh, county livestock show. Yeah. And they're talking to all the other pigs. Like, what do you guys eat? It's like, well, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty, pretty standard, uh, pretty standard hog diet. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, grains, <laughs> corn. I mean, every, every now and then they'll, they'll, they'll give us a carrot. <laughs> what, what, what are you guys, in, what are you guys in Gorman eating? Well, you know, I mean, it was a lot of steak fingers, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's really good. I mean, I mean, uh, I don't know how we got so lucky. I've talked to some other pigs around here, and everybody's like eating the same stuff. And, and you know, have, have, you guys, have, have you guys had the pizza and corn thing? Because it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that would do, like a, a pig that ate only steak fingers. I wonder if he would, what would that mess up his fur? Do they have fur? <laughs> they have some kind of fur. They have hair. They have hair. <laughs> They're like humans. They're so gross. Oh, no, that's one thing I don't look forward to at the livestock show. Twitching pigs. Well, my They're brother, so my brother and his family have a they have a miniature pig, mm. and his name is Danny. <laughs> Danny boy. <laughs> and he's very mean, I think. Oh, yeah. I think pigs maybe are not that friendly. They're not like Wilbur and Charlotte's mm. Web. That's fiction. Yeah. Yeah, these pigs are eating steak fingers, and they're mad. And Danny is just, like, biting you every chance he can get. <laughs> they keep it in a cage? No, they, he just sits in the backyard. He just hangs just out. Just like with their dog? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they're buddies. <laughs> Takes all kinds. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. So we've got a few more minutes. Why don't we try to redeem this? Because I'm sure for about the last 15 minutes, people have been like, what in the world is this conversation? Yeah. 
you know, having flashbacks, like people driving off the road, <laughs> having like, <laughs> back like, like regressed memories, like coming forward. And so uh, we have some really good and exciting news to report to all of our listeners. We have finally broken the Alaska barrier. I think we didn't we do that last week. Did no, we? Oh, we no, had you not? said okay, that. We, okay. Oh wait, okay. maybe you did say. I don't remember. It. Anyway, now we've got two people that have listened. We've to had two listeners in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Alaska. Yeah, we've had more than that in Pakistan, but you know, thank you, Alaska. <laughs> yeah, we found out we're we're like pretty big time in Australia, guys. Yeah. Give them your Australian accent, Chad. Good eye, mate. <laughs> Put another frame on a Barbie. <laughs> I can't do one very good. Uh, I get it started all right. Good eye, mate. That's about all you can yeah. say. Good eye, mate. You heard your mom has a blog.com? It's really famous. <laughs> that's not a blog. This is a blog. <laughs> yeah, Crocodile Dundee reference. Oh, man. Give it up. How many times did I watch that? I don't know. There were just some things that were just on cable it was all always the time. On TV. Yeah. They must just had a deal. Okay, you were going to redeem the blog. The no, that's podcast. up to you. That's the blog past, uh, blah, 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 the podcast. Well, I was just going to ask you how things were going on the blog. You've had some really interesting um, articles lately. I think the, uh, the mom shirt um, article was really good. Did you get any feedback on that? that I've taken a lot of ribbing over that um mom shirt article because because uh, everybody has them well everybody has mom shirts but yeah. what the article was really about i like mom shirts i'm a fan of mom shirts i'm a mom yeah and um what the article was really about was just about these this certain type of mom shirt that is getting really popular like this um you know I love Jesus and gangster rap, you know, and stuff like that. I love Jesus, but I cuss a little, you know, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. I just think that's taken it a little, a little bit far. Yeah, and you spoke to that. Why are there dad shirts? What would the dad shirt be? Hashtag dad life. Yeah, but th- that's not, you know, <laughs> that's not like I'd. I love Jesus, know. but I cuss a little. What are the dad shirts? <clears throat> like, I like Jesus, but I cuss a lot. Is that what it would be? <laughs> I don't know what the dad shirt would be. Um, I, I did see there were some dad shirts, that, or men's shirts, that said, um, I love Jesus, but I drink a lot, or I drink a little. <laughs> drink a little? Yeah. That's the same as what the women's shirt is, though, right? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Or the dad shirt would be like, love Jesus Sunday, male chauvinist Monday. Those kind of shirts, like the dad yeah. shirt, because men are so awful, like you can't even make a funny dad shirt. <laughs> That's not true. I think it's true. I defy you men to defy me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like men, like you know, like there's you can't even joke about their sins because this men are different. <laughs> what men and women are different what what did you just say that in 2017 what no they're they're exactly the same you can just i don't know i just think that women um women carry a lot of guilt for things mm. 
And I think maybe that keeps us on a slightly shorter leash sometimes mm. because we, I don't know, we just, yeah, we know ourselves and we know how we think and the way we think is despicable a lot of times. Yeah. Because like truly, and I, and I know there's women have, you know, we, we have things we struggle with. But we wouldn't want to make a shirt that says, you know, um, I love Jesus, but I can really hold a grudge. Like whenever it comes to your real sins, right? You know, and guys wouldn't wouldn't have that. Like they wouldn't have a shirt like that because guys can get over a grudge pretty quick. Yeah, but that was the point of what I was saying in the article was that <clears throat> we you're making we we tend to take our sins too lightly. Right, we're making light of the sin because yeah. you wouldn't because if you if you really thought about that sin is sin. Like a guy wouldn't want to make a shirt that says, you know, go to church on Sunday, look at two hours of porn that afternoon. Right. Like that shirt would get no laughs. No. Right? But that's really in a sense what we're doing. We're laughing at something that's shameful. Yeah. We're laughing at something Jesus died for. So that, you know. Yeah, and we're saying, you know, I mean, and I think, I think the message that shirt is sending is, hey, Jesus is cool. Yeah. He's cool with it. He knows, he, you can't, he knows you can't help it. He doesn't care if yeah. I cuss, yeah. you know. And he knows this just slips out. Yeah. You know, he understands. But that's that's really the wrong, that's going the wrong direction. Exactly. So that was good. And then what was it, What was the other one you had recently that was uh, the most recent one you put up? Um, yesterday. About what? Ringo, the letter to Ringo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in Sunday school on Sunday... They were studying Paul and Timothy, and they were supposed to write a letter to someone thanking them for something that they had taught, you know, the kids. And Emerald wrote a letter to Ringo Starr thanking him for teaching her about a yellow submarine. (laughs) (laughs) Which you got them a yellow submarine Lego set for Christmas. Yeah. So they have the little figurines of the Beatles, and so they'll play like... Some it'll be George Harrison. I think Sawyer's usually. No, it's Emerald because she calls him Georgie. Georgie. So and then, and then uh, also Sawyer plays with uh, Ringo. Is that it? Is Sawyer's favorite? Yeah, it's Ringo. Ringo. And then he he and he also has Han Solo. Right. Like Ringo and Han Solo are going around saving saving the universe. Yeah, Yeah, that's their two his two favorite characters. So that's what you know. It's uh, they they care for them. But that was so hilarious. When they wrote them the letter, the letter's right here. Let's see if I can pull it up on the computer. Dear Mr. Starr. Oh, wait, this is Sawyer's yeah, letter. Yeah, Sawyer's letter. I really hate to bother you because I bet you're busy. And I just wanted to say how awesome I think you are. I always listen to the Beatles and the songs you sing. My two sisters and I have Legos and a yellow submarine set. I play you and your best friend is Han Solo. I would really love it if you would come to church. But I know it's too far but you don't have to come at all. You could go to First Baptist Church of London, if that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, he's not finished with it yet. He's still working the on the The kids are concerned about Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr's salvation, yeah. so they're <clears throat> sending letters. It's interesting. And I've always thought of, like when I've thought of the Beatles and thought of their, you know, I've heard people say before, you know, what a force they could have been if they, were, if they had been Christian, which you know, makes sense. But when, when I just... Googled, you know, Christianity, John Lennon or something, Beatles, whatever. And what came up, I guess I've heard Paul talk, and I'm pretty sure Paul, you know, might 
be spiritual. George might have been spiritual and all the Indian guru stuff. I don't know about Ringo, but there was an article that was in Christianity Today you can look up about this phase where John Lennon was writing letters back and forth to Earl Roberts and, you know, was calling himself converted Mm -hmm. in about 1977. By 1979, when Bob Dylan came out with a Christian record, Lennon was making fun of him and saying, I can understand why he did that, but I don't agree with it anymore. So I don't think Lennon was ever truly converted. But it's also a shame that whenever he did write letters, he wrote letters to Earl Roberts. I know. When you think of all the people he could have written letters, letters to that would have given him you know, actual Christian teaching, Christian doctrines. He goes to the guy that sees the 600-foot Jesus and <laughs> says he's going to die if he doesn't get enough money. And just a few years later, in 86, I think he pulled that stunt. Uh, but what a, what a shame that that, that was the, the person that he, was, that he reached out to. Yeah. But, you know, of course, I don't know if that would have made a difference, <clears> but um, um, it would have been good if he could have heard and, and interacted with a, with a true a believer who wasn't wasn't also a false teacher so um anyway what do you got coming up on what, what's coming up next what's next for your mom has a blog good question yeah i actually have some ideas but i don't know what they are right now i can't remember i wrote them down <laughs> well that's good <laughs> that's what you do when you're 40 right. someone tells you, you something write down. immediately write it down put yeah. it in your put it in your calendar what you got to do and then you'll be fine so we're closing in on the 50 minute mark here so um thank you for listening yeah thanks guys and uh we hope all of your cafeteria experiences this week are great yeah stay stay out of that a la carte line be smart stay out of a la carte yeah (laughs) that's good all right well for uh melissa myself and tyrone signing off (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye.